Welcome back to the midfield episode six. We don't talk about the top. We don't talk about the bottom. Everywhere else is the midfield. Today's episode, we talk about quali in Miami. Just happened. We just witnessed it live. The rare afternoon USA race. I'm Dan McCall. Uh, joining me is my colleague and co-host, Andy. Welcome to the show. Well, we're doing it live. So uh, I, I appreciate your dedication to, to we'll doing do it live. live. Uh, yeah, we're here live. It is Saturday afternoon, uh, just after five o'clock p.m. Central Time here. Uh, we finished up Quali down in Miami uh, just about an hour ago, and so Dan and I we watched it. Uh, as you know, because you watched Quali, you saw it. It is a fantastic mess, and I'm excited to talk about it. It's going to be a fun race tomorrow. You remember remember on Monday when I said uh, I like chaos in a Formula One race? I, this this is like one I was asking about. Well, last week we talked a lot about how the top four teams finished both the uh, the sprint and the GP last week, taking all all eight top eight places or, or at least eight, eight of the top ten. Eight of the top ten, right? They took um, the top eight positions in both races, and they left three right. points for the for the second tier midfield. Yeah. So, so if you want to be a midfield fan, you don't want that kind of uh you're right i do organization we we want some chaos here we want some entropy right so here we are uh we are we are post quality uh you saw the red flag happen i mean not, not even the red flag let's go back before the red flag there are seven teams represented in the top 10 that were that, that made it to q3 when's the last time that happened i don't know i don't have the numbers but i doubt it i doubt it's been in the last 10 races, I would say, because it's always, if you have a good car, both teams end up in Q3. If you don't, both teams are out of Q3. So there's usually five teams in Q3, maybe six. I feel like seven is is pretty rare. So, okay. So we talked about this. Now, There are, there's one team that is part of that eight, right? That That did not make it, make either car into Q3, and that is Mercedes. What happened to Mercedes this weekend? George made Q3. George finished Q uh, P6, but they both struggled in both Q1 and Q2, and last minute went through. Uh, Q1, they survived by the skin of their teeth, and then Q2, they both had a, a hot lap at the last minute to climb out of the elimination zone. George was able to convert, and Lewis wasn't. He They showed it on the footage the the coverage he had a little slip in one corner probably cost you three tenths of a second or something minor but on a on a lap with the best drivers in the world with as close as the midfield is this year it cost him and he's in 13th and you could tell he was dejected getting out of the car uh he just made one tiny mistake and and the rest of the guys were better yeah yes so you're right um so i'm thinking back to q1 where both mercedes cars were were tracking last place going into like a minute or two left in q1 and they both narrowly escaped into q2 um not not george did make q3 he had sixth place but uh lewis uh yeah 13th place did not make q3 mclaren got dropped uh in in q1 early uh, aston martin lance lance stroll did not make it to q2 did you catch the stroll interview after the quality uh, just, just like a quick 30 second thing or, or what did that? Yeah, mean? it was, it was fairly brief. They kind of asked him what happened. He said, I went out on used tires, took a gamble, 
And if I would have been on new tires, I probably would have been a second or at least a half second faster and been through. But we took a gamble to save tires for Q2 and Q3. And I'm not I'm not really buying that because I thought them say I thought I heard them say the top guy was on his sixth lap or sixth hot lap on his tires or something. So I'm not really buying not that top guy, different top guy. Um, but what I'm saying is God. I don't, I don't think Lance Stroll is a, a low dag circuit. So Lance is, is making a, a bad excuse. That's what it sounded like to me. I think there's a lot of people using scuffs, using, using tires that were beat up and, and used and made it through and Lance didn't make it through. And I think he tried to blame the tires instead of saying I made a mistake or something like that. Who knows? But that was his, that was his explanation was tires were too beat up. So, so Lance is out, um, Piastri's out, Lando's out, uh, you know, your your boy, Yuki Sonoda, the Alpha Tari is oh, out. Um, that out-quality by his teammate. Not good. Beta Tari qualified ahead of Alpha Tari. Yeah. Not yeah, good. Not, not, not great. Not great. Uh, where did, so Albon finished 11th, so just out of Q1. He just got um, knocked out when George Russell came through. Uh, George. He, George was in like 13th, 14th, like way down. And he came at the last second and flew up, knocked out uh, Albon. So 11th again, toughest spot to finish. Okay, so that's that's just Q1 and Q2 we talked about. Now in Q3, uh, as, as you know, Charles Leclerc with about two minutes left in Q3 crashes out two, two drivers had yet to post a time, uh, sending them to places nine and 10. Um, one of them, uh, you know, right? Like he opens up a lot of room for people to move up through the grid. We have seven teams represented in this top 10. Who, who is your, who is your, uh, your biggest winner in this group of guys? I think right now it has to be Haas. They it's got Mag- K-Mag, right? I knew you got Magnuson and <laughs> they. You, you're ob- if you're loving me softballs, I'm happy to hit them out of the park. Uh, I mean, know? K-Mag qualifies fourth. I mean, it's got to be K-Mag. Gosh, that's the anything with those bottom tier teams. Like I was talking about last week, and we've mentioned it before. They their ticket to scoring big points or any points this year is trying to get a big chunk points finish and getting fourth on the quality, uh, starting the grid on fourth is, is as good as you can get really for a Haas. You can't ask much better than that. I, you could be on pole like they were in the rain last year at one point, but this is, this is as good as you're going to get from a Saturday result for the Haas team. And totally agree, right? Like if you have to have one pick, it's it's going to be him. Uh, I love to see Valtteri uh, Bottas uh, t- take home tenth there. But but the other winner is my man Pierre Gasly, qualifying fifth. He he has had a rough few weeks here, and he is going to be starting fifth on your grid tomorrow for the Miami Grand Prix. And his teammates in eighth for Alpine, looking right now as a team collectively. I'm with you. I think they have a better lineup than anybody else in that in that midfield especially considering that their number one competition is that mclaren car who, who did not get out of q3 yeah mclaren they talked to lando after after q1 when he was knocked out and 
he was just like, this is this is the car we have. And you could tell oh, he, he was he was almost be, cagey about it. He was trying to be tight lipped. It was weird because they said, uh, you got the upgrades, right? <laughs> and Lando's like, they're like, did the did the upgrades yeah. not work? He's like, nope, that's <laughs> what we expected. Exactly. It was oh, like, oh, so you have low expectations for the car, Lando. I got it. You finished what ninth last week, and now you come sixteenth, and you're like, yeah, that's what we thought after an upgrade. How is how is ninth? How is sixteenth an upgrade from ninth? Anyway, a couple of cagey responses, I think, from Lance Stroll now Lando. Well, these are these are two guys that should be making Q two, probably Q three, and you know, yeah. they didn't get a Q one. Um, okay. Okay. So two questions. So why was it so chaotic this weekend? Is it, is it the Miami circuit? Is it, yeah, is it the, they have fresh asphalt? Is that the deal? I think it's, it, it's a lot of things in Miami. There's always the threat of rain. It's windy because you're right on the ocean. And then the new surface is, I think the catalyst to this whole thing. So it's something that they've never seen before. It's a darker surface than they've had. It's a coarser surface than they're used to. Plus, it's so hot. You're getting like the sun baked into it. So if it's if it's a darker surface and it's sunny, it's going to be way hotter than another surface or a lighter surface in the sun. So the variance in temperature is great because it's as a darker surface, it's going to retain heat more. Then you put you put uh, some rubber into it after after these first few races. Then it grips up and all of a sudden you have you have better grip and you can go faster. It so it's like always changing, it's always evolving through the whole weekend, and the track conditions are always always different for every session. So I think that's what what it's been like, and that's kind of what the what's caused the chaos so far. Yeah. So so one thing that you did say, and and I'm gonna mention his name, um, not because of the team, but because of how it affects the race. Christian Horner, they head on and, and asked him what's going on. He's like, it's windy out there. So depending on how the winds hit you in that first sector, uh, I, I could be wrong about which sector it was, but a specific sector, it will affect your time. And, and he was uh, giving an analogy of, of it's a lottery, right? Like you might lose a half second just based on the wind conditions alone. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, they said it was gusty too. So if it's 10 mile an hour headwind for you down the straight, but then there's a gust of 20 mile an hour headwind for the next guy. They're going to go slower than you because they've got a bigger headwind. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The, the gusts. Yeah. The gusts and, and the change in winds and, and the sun. And it's, it's a lot of guys on this track for either the first or second time in their careers. Plus it's a different surface than last year. So I, I was really excited to see qualifying and see these guys push to the limit. And I almost could sense that red flag coming in that last session. So it was, it was, that's what happened. It, they pushed too hard and Charles got caught out in a part of the track that was high speed and threw the back end of his Ferrari into the barrier. I mean, it's going to be a ton of fun. I mean, you, you've got, you got two cars. Um, it's, it's all a shakeup, right? I mean, you got Lewis starting 13th. Um, I, I think those McLaren cars are pretty good, right? They're starting at the back of the grid. They're going to be coming through. Um, I think they are. Uh, well, maybe they're slow. Okay. If they're slow, think, they're slow. I think they're slow. Okay. But yeah, Shaw, uh in seventh, uh, you know, there, there's a guy who's going to be sprinting through the field, which is going to be a little bit chaotic in there. Number one. And then, 
And then Aston Martin, right? You got Fernando qualifying second overall. And then you got Lance qualifying 18th overall. Yeah. It's not like Lance wrecked out. Like he just was didn't have it today. Just didn't have it. I where this the last week when I set the spread of four and a half places between these two drivers, I'm like, oh, that's a little too much. And then now they're <laughs> there's 16 places apart. <laughs> On merit, like you said, nobody crashed out. No funny business. Well, okay. So at the beginning of the year, the cars were all very, very different, right? Like we were seeing some major gaps and the gaps were tight here, right? Like everybody in the top 10 was within like a half second of each other. Mm -hmm. Don't hold me to that, but it was something very, very close. And so maybe, you know, Lance is a little bit worse than Fernando and the grid is just tightened up. And so here we are. Yeah. I think you're right with the tight grid. I think the tenths of the second between these midfield teams is is tightening and becoming thousands and and so like last week we had two qualifiers that post the same exact time down to the thousandth of a second it's like just insane how close they are so made for incredible racing and i'm excited to see this race tomorrow with a few really fast cars starting in the back starting in the back end of the top 10 middle of the pack yeah all right. Well, this this leads me to my final question for you. Okay. So what I got is we have, uh, by my count, we have four guys in the top 10 from our second tier midfield. We got K-Mag in fourth. We got yep. Pierre Gasly in fifth. Who, who am I missing here? Esteban uh, Ocon in eighth. Oh, Ocon is... Yeah, we have Botas I got, and then, uh, and then Ocon, right? Your pick. Which one of those four is going to finish at the top of the second tier midfield tomorrow yeah. at the end of the day. Magnuson, Gasly, Ocon, Botas. I'm going to go not relative like I just want absolute absolute. Yep. I'm I'm going to say Gasly. I think I think Haas has a pretty good car, but I I think Alpine's just got a better race car than than Haas. We'll see, maybe I'm wrong. But I I pick Gasly to to overtake Haas, these guys are all going to finish like seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, like like we're expecting. Well, that's, that's what I was thinking. K Mag is going to fall. Pierre is going to yeah, fall. They're going to fall, um, but there's still going to be a battle for those places. It's just oh, one of those four will finish in the points. Come on. Oh, they will for sure. Yeah, somebody's going to finish in the points, but it's like this battle right now looks for like the battle for fifth, but later in the race, it's going to be the battle for eighth and ninth. So. We'll see. I think Gasly is going to take it, take the get the crown from K. Megan of the mid tier midfield. Okay. Well, and then I got to make my pick, and uh, this is a real slap in the face to the Haas team because I'm not taking K. Mag. All right. Um, I, have a, I have a different question for you then for my well, final question. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me let me answer the question. Let me let me make a pick. I'm going to take Ocon straight up against your Gasly. Okay. I think I think Ocon's gonna have a better day. I, I'm sure something will work out. They'll fall down. They'll be pitting. I'm gonna take Ocon to beat your Gasly tomorrow. There you go. They can do the split strategy. You always split strategy when you have two drivers in contention. So we'll see. I like that. It'll be the Alpine battle. My K Meg question for you is: What place is K Meg gonna finish in? He's starting fourth. He's got speed behind him. Russell Leclerc. The number one driver, those guys are going to pass him. But who else? Who else is going to pass K Mag? Okay. Let me see who is going to pass K Mag. Um, I think George, George will. That's one. 
I think uh, Shaw will. Uh, I, I think the Austrian guy will. That's three. He's Dutch. <laughs> well, the, the Dutch guy on the Austrian team. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you know who I mean. And, and I think Lewis is going to be up there too. So yeah, that's four. Right. That's okay. four if they all finish the race. Long race. Um, I'm putting that in, and it might be Pierre. Who knows? I'm gonna I'm gonna bet K Mag because he could always screw it up too. I'm gonna put K Mag's over I'll under smell. on finishing the race at at seven and a half tomorrow. Oh, I asked you for a place. So eighth, eighth. I'm taking eighth. Mm, okay. All right. I think they would. Haas would love. I think Gunther would hug the whole paddock for eighth. He certainly would hug them all. I got to tell some Gunther stories pretty soon here. I've been reading his audio or listening to his audio book, and I'm about halfway through it, which is about three and a half hours of listening to Gunther. So I got some stories to tell. We'll save it for uh, the full show, and And we'll get it out next week. Gunther's reading the audio book, right? He's reading his own audio book, which makes it both frustrating to listen to because you can't understand what he's saying and hilarious because his accent, his sarcasm, his tone all comes through. He says things like he wants to hug the whole paddock. He explained that um, part in his book. So yeah, one of many funny stories that I would like to at least kind of cliff notes tell. Well, maybe uh, during a a two plus week or silly season break, uh, we can, we can talk about the book. Yeah. Yep. So I would recommend it if you haven't, if you haven't purchased it yet, get the the book, Gunther's book. Solid. Definitely don't listen to it while you're taking your kid to daycare. Def, yes. Do not. Do not. He does like to use words that are not suitable for children. Doesn't stop my good there. All right, Daniel. Race tomorrow, Miami GP. Um, It's going to be awesome. I mean, look at this grid. It it looks like a lot of fun. It is chaotic as hell. Let's do it. I'm excited. Try to tune into the broadcast about a half an hour early, maybe a little bit longer than that, 45 minutes early. So you can see Martin Brundle do the grid walk. Last year, his grid walk in Miami was one of the most cringe and entertaining moments of television I've ever seen. So, uh, what, just, what do you, what do you mean? I mean, I know we're trying all to improvise up here, but, but you teased me real good. What, what do you mean? If you haven't seen a Martin Brundle gridwalk, he's a sky personality and race car commentator. Sure, but what, what was he, cringe about it though? He walks the grid and it's a live segment where he's just on his own for 20 minutes on the grid with all the drivers, all the principals, celebrities, and he's just trying to talk to people. And so he like goes up to celebrities and he's like, Oh, Hey, Cardi B is here. And he's like, hey, can I ask you some questions? And these two huge bodyguards step in. No. <laughs> he's just like, oh, she was very nice. I, I would have loved to talk to her. <laughs> so it, the, the, the people that are showing up to the Miami GP don't know who Martin Brundle is and will not give them access to their, you know, their client. All right. This has been our bonus episode for the Miami Grand Prix. We are excited to see the race tomorrow. And we'll see you all on Tuesday. All right. Have a great Sunday.